lady sitting right here on the couch. I know I can't wait to hear what little Miss Missy has to say. Even the book's title sounds juicy. But she made me promise not to reveal it until she's ready. After Heather's announcement, there was utter silence around the curved couch. Crickets chirping silence. It was the strangest thing that anyone on the crew had ever seen. The co-host had all been rendered mute at the exact same time. The studio audience was also stunned into silence. From the fringes of the set, Lizette Bradley, the show's publicist, watched in disbelief. She even looked down at her Cartier wristwatch, a 30th birthday gift from her mother, and timed the deafening silence. Four seconds. Five seconds. Somebody say something! Karen Siegel, the show's longtime director, screamed into their tiny hidden earpieces, her voice edged with panic. There were audible gasps in the control room. Six seconds. Seven seconds. While most viewers might expect the commanding and always professional Maxine Robinson to be the one who would come to her show's rescue, Perhaps with a well-placed but slightly dismissive rejoinder to Heather Hope's bombshell, it was no surprise to the ladies on the couch that Shelly Carter raced in to fill the dead air. Shelly Carter and dead air got along about as well as Michael Vick and Pitbulls. Well, Heather, only you could take a little summer drizzle and turn it into a Category 5 hurricane, Shelly said finally, flashing her brightest smile. Nine seconds of silence. Lizette looked up from her watch, her eyes wide. She already knew that she would have to be the one to fix this, to mend the ruptures from this disaster. In television land, nine seconds might as well be an hour. Television careers could implode in nine seconds of silence. For just an instant, Heather shot Shelley the look that she reserved for dog shit, divorce lawyers, and her ex-husband but Shelley pretended not to notice. Heather had left the lunch club before Shelley Carter joined the cast, but she had heard stories about the diva in training's unbridled ambition. The joke inside the NBN network was that Shelley Carter is what you'd get if you mated Maxine Robinson with a Rolodex. Speaking of Maxine, the queen bee of the lunch club looked like she had been slammed in the head several times with a two-by-four. In the control room, Karen, on the verge of hyperventilating, shrieked out loud when camera four, Maxine's camera, caught a close-up of her with her mouth hanging open, like a bass flopping on a hook. Karen knew she could say goodbye to her career if she let that image beam out over television land. Karen had never seen her boss, the epitome of grace under fire, look so shocked. What did Missy Adams know about the ladies of the lunch club that would make them piss their collective spanks? Well, don't shoot the messenger, darling, Heather said coolly in Shelley's direction. The studio audience, already giddy over getting a two-for-one Heather Hope and the lunch club daytime TV bonanza, exploded in laughter and applause upon hearing Heather's most famous expression. She had used it on her show many times to maximum effect, confronting irate corporate swindlers, cheating celebrity husbands, crooked insurance company execs. The expression had wormed its way into the American popular lexicon, 
usually employed as a quick and easy way to shut down somebody who disagreed with you. Karen caught Shelley's large, smoky eyes flash in anger. She saw Whitney Harlington toss her nice and easy number 87 blonde locks back so hard that Karen was surprised not to hear a whipping sound. Whitney was the closest thing the show had to a traditional journalist. She had won many awards over the years for her courageous reporting, and at times, Whitney didn't seem entirely comfortable on the red couch, particularly when the ladies occasionally dropped the syrupy pretenses of their fake friendships and really went after each other. Whitney said the ladies were worse than her four children arguing at the dinner table over the last piece of chicken. Karen could see Whitney's face turning a rich shade of red, even through the thick layer of TV makeup designed to hide those encroaching crow's feet. There was movement on the far end of the couch.